Hey, so I want to talk about accountability and accountability on various levels, right? Because there's levels to all of this shit. Um, so I have a, my father, my biological father is in a group home for people with brain injuries. And I think I'm just at that limit, right? So now it's time to publicly say what needs to be said because people just aren't getting shit done. I mean, it's like emails, emails, phone calls, text messages, follow-ups, and shit's still just not getting done. And, and I'm seeing key personnel losing their jobs or finding other jobs or just no longer working in the group home. And it, it mind, it's, it's mind-blowing because I know how come right? I'm a medium. I'm an intuitive. And I see things way before they do. And I'm letting them know and they're not paying attention. And it's like, at what point do you stop and just accept that the way things are getting done are just inadequate when it comes to group homes of any kind, foster care, uh, whatever, nursing homes, like all of it. I was a CNA for a short period of time in a nursing home that I grew up near. And um, I started off in my early teens as dietary aid. So you get limited exposure to the floors. But I remember going in there and just being like, I didn't like interacting with certain nurses or CNAs, just seeing what was going on. And then as an adult, when I came back as an actual CNA on the TCU, uh, on that unit, um, it was like social hour. Focus on everything but why they're in that building. So being a CNA and seeing how negligent some of the CNA, you know, the aides can be as far as let me just sit in the community room and talk about my personal life with other aides. Meanwhile, I've got a resident, uh, a patient who's wheelchair dependent in the shower room left unattended. Screaming, by the way, for someone to come and help him. Dependent, newly dependent on a wheelchair. It infuriated me. Then I'd see, you know, just just stuff like that all the time. You know, the, the smell in the place was because we, you know, the, the, the staff wasn't as clean as you would like them to be. That smell's coming from somewhere, let me tell you. And it should never, ever be a smell in a nursing home under any circumstances. That's a government-run facility or a privately-owned facility who receives government funding somehow, some way. The cleanliness, not just on the maintenance of the facility, but also on the residents, should be fucking impeccable. And it is not. 
I cannot express the the disappointment walking into the group home and seeing my dad with food dried up on his damn clothes. Like he's a freaking toddler who doesn't know how to keep anything clean. I don't care how many times a day you're going to change his clothes. He's a grown ass man who has a brain injury and is dependent on somebody else to make sure he's on point. He has always been on point. Why shouldn't he be now? Especially when he has a team, a full staff of people who are paid to do these things. You know, it's, it's like uh, 32 medically necessary appointments missed in 2019 alone. 32 medically necessary doctor's appointments and testing missed in one year while living in a fucking group home with a full staff in multiple houses, a full fleet of fucking handicap accessible vehicles, 32 medically necessary appointments. And mind you, he's in a home for people with brain injuries, which means he has been clinically diagnosed and legally documented as an incapacitated person. I will never forget the day that the group home manager told me on the phone that my dad refused to go to an appointment while I was in the group home and my dad almost bursted into tears. He was pretty much in tears. And the staff member was like, I was here during that conversation and that's not how it went down. She's like comforting my dad, telling my dad, I was here. You're not alone. Like, I, I don't cry. Like, somebody believes you. And I'm looking at her like, what are you talking about? And she just, she was like, I was here. That's not what happened. She said, um, he told your father the appointment was canceled. He could have breakfast. And he ran out the door to go to another group home to do his job there. He was bouncing in between houses. Interesting. So I load my dad in the car. I get him to the doctor's appointment so he can have an ultrasound of his abdomen. Because they don't have the staff to take my dad. Clearly, right? We get there, try everything, couldn't get the ultrasound because they gave him food. Strict NPO orders. So they made that decision to feed my dad before the freaking doctor's office place even opened because he ate before they were opened. So there's no way they canceled that appointment that morning before he ate his breakfast. No freaking way. And I called the doctor's office too. And it was like things like that. Right. And then you'd have no call, no shows to follow up appointments with cardiac specialists or neurologists. And it's like, uh, do you think these type of doctors are involved in my father's care just for the fun of it? That you can miss his follow-up from a procedure, reschedule it, and then no call, no show? All that same, like, in that order? My dad went over a year without seeing his specialist for his heart. We, um... I kind of pulled rank, right? I got a little annoyed trying to be patient, watching them pretty much 
just diminish my father's lifespan, right? I, I couldn't tolerate it anymore. So I asked for all the medical records that they have, because clearly I no longer have them. And um, I'm seeing things of, uh, you know, a heart valve replacement needed. This was like, how many, like 2018, the, the group home managers response to me in our meetings on tell, you know, zoom meeting was it predated him. The request predated him. And I didn't care that the state was in that meeting. I didn't care who was around. It was like, uh, excuse me, you're stepping up as the group home manager for a group home that consists of residents with brain injuries and medical conditions. And you clearly are stepping into this new role because the person before you was inadequate or something somehow, some way was lacking that they felt they needed to give somebody else that role, right? Even if he decided to step down himself and take a less stressful position, clearly as a manager, you're first call to action would be to get familiar with the patients, the history, and make sure that nobody has dropped the ball. I don't care how thorough the person was or wasn't before you. You're stepping in in the medical field, handling somebody's life, medical plan. You've got an important role. You should never tell a legal guardian or a resident or anyone you didn't get it done or follow up on it because you didn't know anything about it. It predated you. And then it's like, you must have known something about it because you're the asshole who fucking canceled and rescheduled and no call, no show. It's a specialist. You know, no call, no show with a neurologist. He's got a brain injury. He's living in a group home for people with brain injuries. You don't think he needs to see a neurologist? Why would they be calling and following up on missed appointments and getting a rescheduled time if it wasn't something that was relevant? You know, uh, I've had my dad's care. I've been overseeing my dad's care since 2007. No, 2013 is when the guardianship uh started to to take process. So somewhere around 2012, 2013, I stepped into that role. So seven years now, handling my dad's care. Um, I took a year off because the environment was so stressful and so toxic that I couldn't have a normal life for myself and my children, right? Which is the complete opposite because he's not living with me, he's living in a group home, and I'm not the only guardian, there was two others. One of the other guardians is my eldest uh, sister, who made it her life's mission to just fuck with me. I mean, like, boom. If she could do it, she would. This chick racked up utility bills in my name, never paid a fucking dime. Okay. She only does things to uh, help you or be supportive to you if it's going to make her look good. 
in a sense where she doesn't necessarily just show up to show up and be the big sister. She's got to fucking publicly announce that shit to everyone she knows. Because it's her business to tell since she's the one who came in and played the hero, you know? And then it's like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't with her. Because it's like, uh, one of the guardians for my dad was my little brother. He has now been uh, transitioned. During his services, you know, I felt like, you know, I would want to help alleviate those expenses. She was like, no, 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 no. I just got my tax money. Everything's all set. Great. Fine and dandy. I'm like, well, save the receipts. And when, you know, we need to square up, I'll see what I could apply. You know, save receipts because I'm, I'm trying to work with this company, Diamond Mortgage, uh, to get a house. And I've got to account for all my money. Like, I got to know where everything's at at all times. Like, I've got to show ins and outs to show that I'm not spending recklessly. So I'm not a high risk uh, uh, borrower. And she's like, no, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, my God. Congratulations. All this greatness that a big sister is supposed to do. So I get my money, right, tax season. I was like, hey, I'm in a good place right now. So before I go and start, you know, paying bills, let's square up on Rick's stuff. No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just consider that money in the bank. Don't worry about it. Everything's good. Do you know that fucking bitch took me to fucking court, small claims, and sued me? For half of everything and never supplied any motherfucking receipts, nothing to me. Didn't even have to supply proof of our agreement, our verbal agreement to the courthouse, nothing done. Isn't that fucking balls? Like, never mind the $1,500 gas bill. Not just in my name, but like in my father's. Because when I looked up his stuff, I saw stuff on there and it was like, Number one, just don't fucking do it. And then, and then, and then the, the accountability comes into play here. Because now my dad is dying in my mind because of these people who are so relaxed around his care. So we go and meet at the funeral parlor down the street from us Um. And they're talking dollars, and I'm like, whoa. Uh, I set up my father's funeral plans and, you know, his family's funeral parlor in the Cape area. Um, and he had a payment plan since 2016, which means you should have somewhere around 2500 already saved up towards his expenses. What the fuck is going on here? Like, shit should be more than halfway paid off. And she's over here telling this guy it's only a couple of hundred. She forgot that I did my due diligence, right? Because as a legal guardian, you never sleep on anyone. And uh, I had previously contacted them and found out that she stopped. Not only did she stop the payments, she tried to cash in and collect the money that had already been paid. So now, after dealing with the bullshit she's put me through around my brother's passing, damn fucking right, there's accountability here. 
like I'm holding her accountable for everything at this point because it's like I don't trust you. You're never ever going to have that bond, that relationship with me again. You've burned every bridge possibly built. It's done. Like I will keep you on that side of the bridge and I will stay on this side of the bridge. Your kids and my kids can cross over, but no, I'm good. So we're sitting at this funeral parlor talking about all these things and I'm letting her pick everything out because I already know you don't have to have a written agreement or any proof of a verbal agreement in the court of law to sue someone and make them pay for something that's not even fucking owed. So I was like, nope, you pick, you do everything. I don't really care because I'm not paying anything. And then she's like, what? What do you mean? And I was like, well... Number one, before we stop putting money down here, we need to go and contact the other funeral parlor and get the monies transferred and see what's there and how much of what is needed can get paid for now and then see what's left to get done. Number two, I already got into a verbal disagreement that kind of helped seal off the door to the relationship with my biological mom. Because the agreement was when I got my father to agree to start making payments on his burial arrangements that my mother would do the same because you're the parent, I'm the child, I've got children of my own, you should be planning for this shit, not leaving a fucking burden on your kids. Like that's it, done deal. And practice what I preach because I'm planning my own, right? If you're a parent, the first thing you should be focused on instead of clubs, fingernails, fucking spray tan, eyelashes, piercings, you know, doing all this fucking crazy ass shit on TikTok is providing and making sure that you have a foundation for your children. That's where everybody goes fucking wrong. People's priorities are fucked up. And there you go again with the word accountability. Accountability is so important in life. Like that's the life lesson is being accountable for your actions and lack of actions, right? It is horrible. Horrible. To hear some of my child's past friends talk about their home life and it sucks so bad for my kid because she can't necessarily maintain friendships on a level that she would want to with certain individuals because their home front limits their ability to maintain a genuine relationship with my child the rage I'll never forget the time where I'm, I have an iPhone, so I talk to the phone to call whoever I want to call while I'm driving. So I said, please call my incredible daughter, Natalia. That's her name, how it's saved in my phone. I wasn't rubbing it in anybody's face. I wasn't being disrespectful. My son saved the same way. My incredible son, Edras. My incredible daughter, Natalia. I'm their number one motherfucking fan. 
but you could feel the heat rating off of that person in the back seat because that's how I address my daughter. That's not anything to do with me or my kid. That's a reflection of her upbringing and what she's lacking. Meanwhile, there's situations going on that I can 100% relate to because my mother was a very, very, very similar type of mother to, to what she is being raised by. And that's because they're a product of their environment, their upbringing. That's not a reflection of me or my daughter. However, my daughter has to be affected by it. Accountability. Instead of chasing dick, chase dollars. Stack them up and save them for your kids. And why are you going to get taxed the fuck out of over and over and over again? You're allowed to save your money in your own safe, in your own house. You don't need a fucking bank. Just say. Like, I, that's another thing. I hate bank fees. I hate the fact that I have to pay someone to hold my money so I can spend my money electronically. I mean, I get the logic, but the fees and the amount of money you're paying. No, I don't think it's justified. I think that's ridiculous. And I think that should be governed much more uh, closely. But again, that's that accountability, right? Do everything possible to avoid those fees. And if you know you can't avoid it, stop putting yourself in that situation. Because if you total up all the goddamn fees you paid, why are you renting? Or why are you still paying off your car? That's, that's cars. That's, that's houses. That's ridiculous. But in general... Accountability is important, right? And being a parent is the heaviest role. It's the heaviest responsibility. It's the, the, you know, you are their voice. Because nobody really listens to kids these days. They're just freaking the horrible generation that we are raising to become the next adults that will take care of us in our old age, right? Back to the group home. You always know what employees were raised right and who lacks supervision or who has just too much shit going on and not enough understanding or not enough moral ethics or, or good work ethics, right? Accountability wasn't really a primary thing during their time growing up. Because you know which ones take care of the residents and clean and are responsible. And then you see the ones who just do the bare minimum, but check off boxes off like everything got done. And it's dangerous when that type of employee is the one that's running a group home. You know, it's dangerous When they lie so good that their bosses believe them, even though the residents' guardians are producing tangible documentation to support differently. Narcissist, manipulator, number one type of person in any type of uh, company that that is financially uh, abundant, right? 
and even if it's not that abundant, but like companies I've noticed personally, 50 employees or more, there's at least two fucking narcissistic people running shit. And then you've got the close to being at the top people who are easily influenced. So you can't tell if they're narcissistic or not, or if they're just being influenced by narcissistic individuals. How about that for accountability? You know you work with a narcissist. Do you enable them by allowing them to disrespect you and shit on you and cross boundaries? Or do you hold them accountable? And then when somebody holds them accountable, do you do your part to make sure your end is accountable? You know, you're doing it too, right? That's like if, you know, it's like, Last two companies I worked for, accountability, right? So a year ago, I parted ways with a company that I worked for for almost five years. Four years of dealing with a douchebag. And her nonsense, oh, I can't believe I used that word, but that must be what she is because I'm channeling. Her nonsense was so catty. And it's one thing to ride somebody's ass because they're not doing what they should be doing or doing what they need to be doing in order for you to get your job done. There's a difference between holding somebody accountable and just fucking with them. One thing I'm not going to tolerate is somebody fucking with me. I put up with this girl, her first year Christmas party got trashed, got trashed. She was completely shit-faced, whether she wants to admit it or not. And she played that pity me role, right? She's like, I don't even know how I got into this table because I was kind of hopping from table to table. And she somehow, someway just, all I do is decorate. That's my only important role. I should have the job that she has. And I'm looking at her like, wait, what? I applied for that role. That should have been my job. And I'm just sitting there looking at her and I'm like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? This, from that moment forward, she made sure I knew every opportunity that she applied for my job. She felt like she was more qualified for it. And she hated the fact that I worked there. She would test every limit and boundary. She would pace my workspace staring in at me when she walked by sending nothing but bullshit vibes and me being an energy reader, right? An energy intuitive. It's like, honey, I know you're coming towards me before you even get the idea in your mind, right? It's like, I already know you want to come for me. And she really started coming for me when, when the upstairs finish guy had a conversation with me about going fishing. That was it. Like, that was like her, now she's out to get me point, right? She would um, go and complain to the boss, our boss, that she didn't have enough work to do and that I needed to hurry up and give her uh, whatever so she could work on it. It would be receiving so she could match up 
invoices or something or whatever. But every time that finisher guy would come down and hand in logs or talk to me about whatever, within five minutes, never failed, my boss would come in and ask me for work or where am I at with things to get it to her uh, as fast as possible because she needed the paperwork. So it's like, oh, you got time to talk to him? Well, let me give you something to do. No big deal, right? Because I come to work anyway, so my shit's on point. And if it's not on point, it's pretty fucking accurately close to being on point or if not completed. I had my moments, but my moments were primarily around the time frame where I'm cleaning up bullshit, right? I'm working on myself because I believe in accountability, and I'm doing everything I can not to fuck a bitch up because the next time she elbows me, I'm going to face plant her ass onto the floor. When you start going to work, dreading work, it no longer becomes something you love, right? It's no longer that career. It goes down to being a job. There's a difference between a job and a career. A job is temporary place of employment. Career is something that you are invested in, enjoy doing, and want to see yourself doing it in the long term. That place was a career. It became a job, Because people knew what the fuck was going on and they were allowing her to push buttons that were very dangerous for anyone to push. You know, it's like uh, one of my coworkers would make a comment like, you worked here almost five years and I don't even know anything about you. Of course you fucking don't. I come here to work. Who I am here and who I am outside of work are completely two different people. And that's my, that's because I'm balanced, right? Let's be honest. We have a natal chart. We have a something called a natal chart, also known as a birth chart. You punch in. It's free. Don't ever pay for it. Trust me. Um, you go online. You punch in your date of birth, the time, the place, your gender. And it calculates all the zodiac placements that you're, that were over you when you were born, which basically means it's like a spiritual map of your soul because your soul passed through all that energy to get to the connection point of your body, your physical body. So your birth chart is your soul chart, right? It's your energy. So when you start reading the different placements and understanding how they affect you because that zodiac sign is in that placement and it starts making sense. And you're like, oh, that's why my battery is always dead. That's why I always let my gas tank run on low. Or, you know, that's why I'm so fucking OCD and I don't know what the hell is wrong with me. Accountability. You should know who you are. You should all be doing birth charts. You should all be getting familiar with the way that you work. So that way you know your limits, you know your boundaries, you know what you're willing to tolerate, and you can figure out what you're going to do when you're in situations with with people, places, and or uh, things that you don't want to tolerate. You know? couple of years of putting up with this chick walking by me, staring at me, fucking with me, messing with my paperwork, withholding information, changing email addresses, you know, rerouting all invoices to be emails to her, only giving me what she felt like giving me when she felt like giving it to me, then coming at me sideways when things are not getting paid on time, 
because of her, never mind the number of times she's paid credits and then had them credit the credit card to give me double the fucking work instead of owning being accountable for her bullshit. And the enabler would be our boss because he would recognize it at times and be like, oh, let's just clean it up a little bit. Let's not hold her accountable. Let's just say, can you do me this favor and just fix this for me this way or the way that you know how to do? And of course I'm going to do it because I want to make his job easy. That's my boss. He's phenomenal. But at the same time, now I'm cleaning up somebody else's bullshit and I'm still doing my work and maintaining my energy so I don't fuck our ass up and leave in handcuffs. After a while... You just kind of look around you and you're just like, it's, what is this worth? Why is it worth me waking up first thing in the morning, getting stressed the fuck out, dealing with nonsense that irritates my anxiety, takes me off, like no bitch should ever be allowed to take you out of your element. Nobody should allow, you should never allow anyone to knock you off your throne. And if someone does not learn how to grow, you should not be subjected to hostile working environments. Because you are going to be looked at as the problem. Absolutely fucking not. The problem isn't the person who's speaking up and saying, I'm not putting up with this bitch no more. The problem is the person that is causing the conflict. Not the one bringing the conflict to the surface. Right? Don't shoot the messenger. So that's what I did. I got tired of putting up with people not being held accountable for their bullshit. But feeling no hesitation to dump their bullshit. And allow other people to be their scapegoats. Or when shit's not going right, just come and unload on someone so they can go home and be like, I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't, I can never do anything right, things that aren't even my fault I'm getting blamed for because my boss is a fucking prick and needs somebody to to just be there to let him unload. You know, it's like this last company I worked for. First interview, second interview, I made my position very clear. I just quit a job making 50000 a year with bonuses and all this other stuff on top. Incredible job. It was my career. But I quit it, opened my own business because I need to be in a better working environment in order to be a functioning adult. I don't want to come home and deal with people's bullshit and taking it out on my children because I have anxiety and I'm done putting up with people's shit. I'm an adult. This is adulthood. We're not in school anymore. Grow the fuck up. So I get my point across. I made sure. First and second job interview. At first, the boss was a narcissistic bitch to everyone around me and would continuously apologize for her behavior to me, hoping that I don't see her or take her wrong. Right? And then as we get closer to the three months, she starts getting real comfortable with me, not realizing that not only 
not only do that does that company have me on a probationary period, but so the fuck are they? It goes both ways. This is supposed to be a partnership, right? You're on probation just like I'm on fucking probation. There's a million companies out here. And if I can't find a company that understands accountability in the workplace, then I will create my own. And I have. And I will keep fucking nourishing it until it fucking blows. And you know why? Because change starts with me, right? We all see these bullshit fucking affirmations all over the fucking world. And yet we read it. We post cups of coffee and tea and say everything's zen. We post fucking crazy, stupid, goddamn, I can't believe I just used these words, but I am channeling, excuse me, uh, videos on TikTok and Instagram about sipping on Kool-Aid and instantly becoming a goddess. You don't even know the first thing about being a goddess or standing in your power or knowing what it's like to wake up at two o'clock in the morning with a full figure at your bedside wanting to have a goddamn conversation about what needs to be said because apparently people aren't taking things seriously. There's no accountability. So you start, I start this job, first and second job interview, they know my boundaries. I let them know my boundaries up front because I am not negotiating. I know my temperament, I know my limit, and I'm not letting anyone cause me to step off my throne. Because when a goddess steps off her throne, her temperament is fucking dangerous. How are you going to have someone running your company that walks through common areas where people are on the phone doing daily business routines, swearing and going off and kicking front doors? Blows my fucking mind. How are you going to have someone running your company who treats people who are supposed to be getting paid for a job as her fucking maid so they can be stressed the fuck out not allowed any overtime to get their work done, but still have to get their job done and clean up after somebody else who's fully capable of cleaning up after themselves. If you want a fucking maid, you hire a personal assistant. You don't interfere with somebody else's responsibilities that they're getting paid for to be your assistant for free. And when somebody stands up to you and tells you, I don't agree with this, they become your personal target. Where every fucking step they take, you try to delay them, block them, talk shit to them, tell them it's inadequate when they already did the research five fucking times over because they've had so much time in between conversations to get shit done right. Do you know how... That's accountability, right? You're a boss. Do it. I got a problem with people walking around acting like they're a fucking boss and they don't have what it takes and they don't know the first thing about accountability. You cannot be a boss if you do not understand what accountability is. Sorry, not sorry, I'll say it. You want to be my boss? 
and you don't even know what accountability is, come again? No. Not tolerating it. I will never put up with a bitch coming at me the way that that woman did. Right? First three months on the job trying to take off with a fucking program, which is what she asked me to do with it. And then out of nowhere, she finally approves minor adjustment. I send her a thank you email. She pages me talking shit. Like I didn't already do due diligence and confirm that she authorized those minor adjustments. She didn't know that I knew she had a meeting with the programmer prior to me thanking her, giving her consent to make those adjustments. Accountability. Back your shit up always with emails. I email the group home a thousand times. I don't, and if I talk to them on the phone, I follow up with an email. So a recap of the phone conversation is in writing. Accountability. People switch up so much and they forget so much. It's important to always leave a paper trail. I mean, unless you're doing something shady, but if you're doing something shady, then you have to remember that, like myself, there's something called karmic law. And people who do dumb shit, shady shit, they understand that they, they lack understanding around karmic law. You know how the planet is constantly in rotation, right? All planets, they're either going retrograde or they're going direct and then they're on an axis, like all that crazy shit going on. You don't think for one second that the energy around you is constantly in motion and the energy around you is round like the planets that we live on. So picture yourself in a 3D circle in the middle, six feet out. That's why we do social distancing of six feet apart. There's a reason for that. Our energy is six feet out in all directions, multidimensional. Remember what I said at the beginning? There's layers to this shit. It's important to understand karmic law, especially when you're running a fucking company. It's like a domino effect. You're not accountable. Don't expect your employees to be accountable. Don't expect to hold good employees because they're not going to hang around. They are not going to sit there and put up with someone's bullshit. Because the accountable ones know who the fuck they are. And they'll be fucking damned if they allow somebody else to disrupt their energy. I'll never forget the comment that somebody told me. I have a friend who said that I was ruffling feathers. Nonchalantly, right? Like he just offered the information because I wasn't supposed to know something that I already knew. Ruffling feathers. Here's some more accountability, right? Why do certain individuals feel that other people need to dumb themselves down so other people can feel confident in their positions? If you see somebody shining brighter than you, maybe you should take some motherfucking notes and get on your A-game instead of hating. Why do we have to have so many fucking people out here who just can't take that accountability aspect and incorporate it in their lives. It's like the damn dishes in the sink. Accountability. 
somebody's got to clean them. They're eventually going to stink. They're eventually going to hit the trash because, you know, nasty shit will grow. You got to be held accountable. You don't want to fucking do it right now, but eventually you got to get to it or it becomes a bigger problem, right? Domino effect. When you have one hostile person working for a company and they're allowed to affect the energy or the environment around other employees, their productivity level is going to decrease. Sometimes they'll be taking the bullshit home and they can't sleep or they'll start fighting with their significant other or, you know, you're somehow some way the shit's affecting somebody's routine, like uh, the same female uh, likes to disrupt people's shit, right? Because the universe revolves around her. Changing schedules last minute meant that now everybody comes in on a Saturday when they shouldn't technically have to if she respected cutoff times, right? Or because she says so, we're going to run certain orders when it's not scheduled. So I remember one of my coworkers would complain about, uh, I can't get my shit done today or today's workflow is completely uh derailed because so-and-so came in over the weekend and ran whatever used up all of and I'm not going to say it because I don't want this person to be uh recognized but used up whatever and now I can't do what is scheduled because that person who we all know who I'm talking about decided to come in without letting anybody else know or preparing properly for it. Accountability. Take into accountability other people's roles and what the fuck they have to get done. And you shouldn't be just overstepping boundaries. Not everybody's going to sit there and tolerate that shit. Eventually, you're going to meet that one. That one person who's not going to bend, who's not going to fold, who's not going to get on their knees and say, yes, master, fuck no. Fuck no. You cannot pay me enough money to work with somebody so hostile. You can't. Because as an energy intuitive, I absorb energy. And that means I'm going to pick up the behaviors of the five closest people to me. And if I have to interact with her on a daily motherfucking basis, she's in my energy and I'm going to incorporate somehow, some way, something about her. And I don't like anything fucking about her at all. Not true. There's some good qualities that I actually admired and wish she fucking would focus on. But she's so busy putting out the same fires that she fucking starts that she doesn't realize she's her own fucking enemy. Accountability. Accountability, like planning for my father's funeral and walking 100% away from the process Because my sister is a shady person and already showed me how shady she can be, how low vibrational she could be around my brother's service, which she didn't even 
pay for it. You know, she wasn't even the one who was responsible. She wasn't the responsible party. And she still somehow, some way, ended up in a position where she was able to sue me for money that never really touched me. That she was spending already on her own. But then there's that accountability. I still said I would help. I still offered to help, was still turned down, and then asked for, she asked me for the money after she told me to consider it, you know, my money in the bank. Um, then when I discontinue a relationship with her, right, meaning me and her were not social before my brother's passing, so why she thought we were going to become best friends again is a little exhausting. Just thinking about it is exhausting. But it's like, you know, I'm not going to get close to you overnight. You don't just get to ride that white horse and step on in. It doesn't work like that. I'm not materialistic. I'm not, um, I don't hold on to shit like that. So when there was no uh, best friends forever vibe or, or things weren't going the way she wanted, all of a sudden she wants payment. And I say to her what I said to her originally, right? Accountability, right? Sure, give me the receipts. I don't mind pitching in. I said I would. That's accountability. I'm not denying that I said I would help someone you know, I see you throwing money around like you miss money bucks and I know you better than that. So, yes, I want to contribute. I want to help. I knew you were going to tell me not to pay shit. I knew that shit before you knew that shit. And I still offered because I still knew that you were going to continue to spend your money fucking recklessly. Right. Because of lack of accountability as an adult. And you were going to get into a financially strapped position and you were going to look for a way out. Who can I suck some money from? Who owes me what? Where can I get it from? And you didn't have it. And if you did have it, it wasn't enough. So what did you do? You opened up Pandora's box and you said, I told you I didn't need that money, but now I do. Now I want it. And no, I'm not giving you receipts. I don't have to give it to you. I just need the money right fucking now. And I don't have what it takes to backtrack and look for receipts because I'm fucking reckless and I don't properly documentate. So instead, I want the money right now. And I'm not going to hold up my end of the agreement, but I'm going to make you hold up your end of the agreement. And it wasn't even like I agreed to pay half of everything. It was like, just save the receipt and we'll talk, right? But she got half of everything. And that's fine because that's accountability. I should have known better than to get into any type of agreement with my sister when it comes to money. Because this bitch done already racked up bills in my fucking name and paid not a goddamn penny. Accountability. How many times do you reach for that flame and get burned before you had enough? So now at my dad's arrangements, I'm staying clear. I don't want absolutely nothing, 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 nothing to do with nothing. You're on your motherfucking own because you put yourself in this situation by one, telling him he didn't have to make payments. Mind you, 
he's an incapacitated person with a brain injury who wanted to pay for his funeral and somehow was talked out of it. You tried to cash in what was already paid. And then even after I reestablished payments, you cancel those payments again, independently, even though you are a co-guardian. And now that it's time to, you know, finalize and we should be at that point where we're just waiting for a day. Everything is all organized. We're supposed to split costs somehow, some way. Never mind the fact that I, accountability, right, with the medical negligence, it's not just the group home's fault. I stepped down for a mental health break, as I mentioned earlier, because I'm dealing with a fucking psychopath at my job. I'm dealing with the sister that I had to deal with. I'm dealing with a guy who uh, thinks he has forever to make a decision and eventually when he realized his, he was wrong, right, accountability, it's going to fucking suck for him. Because you are responsible for your actions and lack of actions. And you're the only one who can be held negligent for your mishappenings, right? Accountability. So now my sister is going to figure out somehow, some way to pay for this, the balance of the arrangements because she's responsible for the lack of payment that is available at time of uh, rendering. I'm also his daughter, right? Accountability. I have two kids. I have got my own shit to worry about. Children should not have to worry about how they're paying for their parents to be buried. My accountability was that I already set this shit up so it should have already been handled. You chose to fuck it up so now you're being held accountable and you're paying for it yourself. Another accountability would be the home front. You know, what's with fucking landlords thinking that there is no accountability to them? Like, you own the property so you're king tough? No. I'm a paying customer. If you are not providing adequate goods, products, services, I don't have to pay you. There's minimum housing laws in place for a reason. And landlords need to be held accountable for shit. Accountability, right? Like, you become a landlord, you become a business owner. It's just a different type of business. You're still a business owner, which means any tenant is considered your client. They're your customer. They're paying customers. I've lived here almost four years. I've been here three winters, and every winter, no fucking heat. 12-degree weather outside, no heat, didn't feel all three winters straight in a row, back-to-back. Never mind that the house isn't fucking insulated. It's an older house. You don't even have sheetrock. So you can't put what you want to put on the walls because the wallpaper can't really support it, nor the little horse here that's behind it. 
I mean, not unless you're like a carpenter and you know how to find studs. And I don't know who the fuck's got time for that shit. I mean, I'm sure if I made the time, but I don't really want to. So I keep it simple, right? But accountability goes into play when I'm on year three and I'm sitting here like, wow, sick again. Every winter I'm sick. Why? Because my house is like fucking zero degrees inside. It doesn't matter that they gave a propane tank that was, you know, the the intention was beautiful. But the fact that they knew that heat needed to be maintained and they weren't, or the fact that they knew it was broken and they waited until my oil delivery to bring it to my attention or to take action and fix it correctly, which didn't even happen, right? Because they just whipped through it instead of having the whole system evaluated to make sure that they were taking the best possible action forward. And being that energy intuitive, I let them know, you want to convert to gas. You don't want to stay on oil. It's not financially worth it. But what the fuck do I know? I'm just a paying tenant who also has proven to the landlords my intuitive abilities. So what happens? They whip through it, right? I go weeks without heat because they're ordering parts and taking their time and waiting on bosses because they're doing it themselves. New homeowner transitioning into his role wants to do it himself rightfully. Meanwhile, it's freezing in my fucking house and I got two kids who also has asthma and got very fucking sick. And again, no fucking accountability. So I decide to backcharge, right? Because I'm a paying customer. I've been in procurement for 15 fucking years. If you sell me a bundle of veneer and there's imperfections and I've got to cut shit up or, or I'm not getting the product that I'm paying for, I expect compensation. So I charged two months worth of rent for three years going without heat at some point during the winter season and more than just a week, more than just seven days. And they take me to court for non-payment of rent. Why are you taking me to court for non-payment of rent when you know goddamn well, right, accountability, you know goddamn well it's a back charge, as indicated in writing, for failure to supply adequate facilities to heat my apartment that I pay monthly, actually, and weekly for. Where's the fucking accountability? Why are there housing laws if these landlords are not held accountable for their actions and lack of actions to provide adequate housing? And if you're not a good landlord, maybe this isn't the business for you. Because being a landlord is having a business. It ain't for everybody. And what's up with these fucking rents? It's like, my God. When I first started renting apartments, I could get the same size apartment that I'm in right now for $630 on the second floor. And I was paying, I'm paying well more. And that's considered good now. 
because the average three bedroom apartment is like $1,800. $1,800 is pretty much a fucking mortgage with insurance included. I'm sorry, come again? If people could afford fucking mortgages, why the fuck are they renting? Why are they renting? I'm sorry. I'm so fucking confused. How did we fuck that up? 